This episode of Hallelujah Monkeys is brought to you by Studio. If you want a pair of headphones that looks as amazing as it sounds, then you want to go to studio.com and find the pair that's right for you. I personally love the trays, and Trevor Ickrath is a regent man. And once you figure out what you want, be sure to use the offer code GORILLAS at checkout for 15% off your order. Also, it helps support the show when you do that. That's S-U-D-I-O dot com offer code G-O-R-I-L-L-A-Z for 15% off your order. Studio Designing Sound. Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys Emergency Episode Annual Tradition. My name is Dylan Bland. I'm Trevor Ickraff. And Dylan, by annual tradition, you mean every five years, right? Because Gorillas, Gorillas only release an album like every five or six years. And since we're here today to talk about a Gorillas album, I imagine we're recording in the year, what, 2023, 24? No, because ever since David Albarn sold Gorillas to Disney, now we get a new Disney version of Gorillas every year. Nice, I love it. And they're really making good use of that expanded universe too, as they do. Did you stay for the post credit scene? It was it was it was an interesting one. I guess uh, Dan the Automator showed back up. It was very weird. And he broke Murdoch out of jail. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Oh, Trevor, I gotta give a little... Uh, sorry in advance for the way my voice sounds. I'm pretty sick right now. I'll uh, try and power through it. It's okay. Well, I'm more apologizing to the listener. You already know that I'm sick. I'm sure they'll be okay, too. I will, I'll edit any coughs out that happen, obviously. So those will just be for Trevor. Very professional. Uh, we're here because a new Gorillaz album just came out, Trevor. Now, can we talk a little bit about what the last few weeks have been like before this happened? Now, now, I think we can. So, Warner has been going crazy, just shitting out tracks from this album. And there's been a deluge of them, you might say. Yeah, and then there was, of course, the leak, and then they played the whole thing in Japan, and I, I kind of just, like, listened to the new ones that would come out, like, once or twice, and then just stopped listening to everything from the Now Now uh, leading up to tonight. I pretty much did the same thing. I listened to a couple of them once or twice. Uh, I think I listened to Fireflies maybe once, Hollywood like two or three times. But yeah, I did my best not to overdose before I got the main course. It, and, it, and I felt it was useful because when the ones that I knew came on, the familiarity level is not that high. Like I knew, okay, this is what I've heard, but then it would kind of go and I'd be like settled in, you know? Yes, and because it was a little bit familiar, it also gave you a little bit of room to reflect on the last track that you heard, which is probably one of the ones you were hearing for the first time, unless you listened to the leak or checked out that boiler room set. Cause like the, the ones that they pre-released were kind of alternating with the um, tracks that they hadn't almost like one for one, at least for the first half of the album. 
Right. Yeah. 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 I guess that is true. And I will say also, it's been, I've had some like anxiety over the last couple of weeks. Too, yeah. Trevor. You, you texted me the other day saying that you were, you had that pre album jitters going on that I kind of had uh, pre humans. And I, I didn't think that was uh, as well founded as my anxieties about that album were. Well, I guess, let me see if I can kind of put into words what I thought about the now now going into the now now was just kind of like, it's going to be this Damon-heavy album, right? Right. And the last two really Damon-heavy albums we've gotten, by my memory, were Blur's The Magic Whip and his solo album, Everyday Robots. And, you know, he's in his, in his later age, he's kind of settled into a, maybe a sleepier, gentler Damon Albarn. And I really liked how that Damon Albarn worked as a weapon that could be kind of wielded occasionally throughout humans. But I wondered, like, is this going to be the the too mellow Gorillaz album? Is it going to not feel like a Gorillaz album? Is it going to feel like some kind of a, a weird Damon Albarn solo record, you know, Everyday Robots Part 2 or something? So that was kind of where my jitters were coming from. And then probably a lot like what you were feeling with, with humans is like, I love this band so much, I want to love this new record, you know? Right, but... Uh, uh... Uh, what wasn't the case with humans was this felt like for me a very low stakes experience because when we were about to get humans, we were about to get the first Gorillaz album since 2010. And, you know, judging by this band's schedule, which I kind of joked about for all we knew, like the only Gorillaz album for the next like five or six years. And like, what if I didn't like it? I would have missed the party. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But Considering we had just gotten a Gorillaz album that I do like very much last year, Humans, I felt like it would be totally okay if I just thought that this one was, like, just all right. All right, so we're dancing around it. I guess we both just listened to this album for the first yeah. time, right? Were your, did, your, all, did all your nightmares come true? Is this the too sleepy Gorillaz album? You know, it is. It's a little sleepy. It's I, a little sleepy. I, I, I think it's got real grower potential. I actually have adjectives. I have I have gorillatives. I did not I do not have gorillatives ready, but hit me with yours. Well that makes sense because we're our positions are kind of swapped from the last emergency episode and you had them last time and I didn't so I like where this is going. Uh here are mine. I've got tender, which I I you know, there's like a vulnerability and a romanticism to this record. I, that totally checks out for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Like about halfway through this one, I started wondering is there somebody specific that Damon's trying to fuck on this album? Because it kind of seems like an album you might play if you were trying to fuck somebody, you know? If I feel like I heard a lot of yous. Me too. Uh, okay, my next one is Steady, and I, I mean a few things by that. I think it's very consistent. Like, I think that this album, for me, on a first listen, oscillated very, very subtly quality-wise between, like, a B and an A- minus for me, and there wasn't anything that was, like, glaringly bad but there wasn't anything that was explosively great okay and also i feel like it's a little bit restrained for a gorillas album maybe a little bit more conventional structurally for a gorillas album so for for all those reasons steady is my second word and then uh my third word which which speaks to this maybe the sleepiness of it is i think it's quite deliberate i think that these songs unfold at a slower pace than we're used to for a gorillas song in my opinion like there's a kind of there's a lot more slow burn. There's a lot more uh, build. I would disagree with you there, actually. Not that these aren't deliberate songs, but I think that has always been a big part of Damon's kind of songwriting process when putting together Gorilla's tunes. Like, I remember us talking about the way uh, tracks on Demon Days would slowly unfurl, like, say, Last Living Souls, for example. Well, there's definitely examples of it, yeah, and I would say Every Planet being another one. But, but the, 
I guess part of it is just that, you know, a guest's big entrance is part of the gorilla sound. It's it's part of a drop in a gorilla song. It's like, oh shit, Danny Brown's here or whatever, right? Yeah. Booty Brown just screamed and now he's rapping over an orchestra. Yeah, exactly. So 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 when you take that factor out, what instead you just have to kind of lock into this Damon performance. And I, I will say, I think that the now now has the best Damon vocals of like the later part of his career. I think there's there's so much like great like tenderness and croaking and invulnerability and sweetness and like sometimes just downright weird takes on on vocals. I really love the the vocals on this record. He turns in some seriously great performances, especially like towards the end of the record where it really counts. He knocks it out of the park in some of those later songs, I think. But I don't find this to be a a very peaky album after one listen. It it did feel like I was sort of it locked into something and it stayed in that thing to me. It kind of, it kind of rolls along very, like you said, very steady, like waves. It's got a laid back thing to it. And, and I don't know, fireflies when that first, I listened to that like once or twice and my, and I remember thinking like, this feels so dramatic and everything else I've heard from the record feels a lot more kind of, you know, you know, not moody even, but just sort of, sort of, yeah, laid back, chilled out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it, it does work, but, I, but I'm but i not sure that I wrapped my head around the sequencing on this first listen. What about you? Well, it sounds like you're kind of a little lukewarm on the record. I feel like where I'm at right now with it is, uh, is it, it's solid. It's just really solid. I, I liked everything on it, but it has grower potential, and I'm not like, I'm not ready to do a backflip out of my window and fucking scream and cheer that the new Gorillaz album is here. I'm feeling a little bit more muted in my response to it. I don't know if I'm ready to do, to do a backflip, but I gotta say, I was surprised by how much I really, really enjoyed this record. Like I, like I said, I thought it felt very low stakes, and we were just going to get kind of like maybe what you were implying, the first middling Gorillaz record. But I think I enjoyed every song here very much. Everything had something that I really enjoyed going on in it. And Damon was consistently great in his performances across every track. And like, I was thrilled to discover that so many of my favorites were ones that we hadn't heard. In fact, oh, me like, too, definitely not on that. Some of my favorite stuff here. Yeah, I don't know if any of the ones we heard, except for maybe like Humility or Hollywood, like even cracked my top three on this record. And I was really surprised by that. I really loved Kansas. I really loved Trans. I really loved Magic City. You know, you know what I ended up really, really liking a surprising amount. Uh, Idaho. I think it came out perfect, and it works so well as this slowly unfolding, very floaty centerpiece of the record. I feel like Idaho is is significantly improved from the live version. There's so much texture in it that it really kind of, you know, when you you know when you sing the same at the same note that would make a piece of glass vibrate. You know how like every cup has a certain frequency to it. And if you hit that note, it'll vibrate. Absolutely. That's totally what I, Idaho feels it like. Felt, yeah. It, Idaho felt like it was kind of doing that to my head in a way. It's so like, spacey. I, it's I actually spacey. listened, I listened to this album for the first time on some nice speakers, but I'm really looking forward to revisiting it with some headphones to be able to really get into all that texture that I could sense was there. Studio all the way for me, baby. Studio <laughs> headphones all the way for me. That counts as an ad. I would probably still, at least on my first listen, I would probably still stake out like 1% in Idaho as like the lower points of the record for me. In terms not, of- not me. <laughs> Definitely not. I think probably my least favorite parts of the record ended up being like uh, maybe Sorcerers and Fireflies. Everything else was a total hit for me. I kind of like Sorcerers a lot, especially for, for Damon's 
vocal performance on it. But although I do think that it sounds a little bit like like that, I mentioned to you, it sounds a little bit like that one part and I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, well, I don't mind that, honestly, especially uh, considering what our last uh, Patreon bonus episode was. <laughs> That's true. I'm more yeah. in the mood for that kind of interpolation than ever. No one to say no, whatever that part is in that song. I don't remember how it goes. I just can't wait to follow my inner vision. <laughs> I yeah. I my my take on this is that it's so solid that like I know each of these songs is going to kind of open up for me, and I'm going to like it more the more time that I spend with it. But it wasn't this immediate experience like I had with uh, with with humans, even with Plastic Beach, which which my first listen to was pretty immediate and a lot of fun. Uh, there's things about it that make me feel like it's very phase one. Like the humility opening feels very rehashed to me. Like that's the closest we've had in the Gorillas project to an opener like that. And then where Lake Zurich falls on the record also feels kind of double bassy to me. So, so there's definitely that. And then also I did follow along Trevor with the, uh, the YouTube uploads are already up. So I went ahead and peeped out the track credits as I went. Oh, cool. As I was suspecting, it's a pretty intimate affair. It's it's insane how much instrumentation James Ford is doing. The guy from Simeon Mobile Disco who produced it. Uh, like, on most of these tracks, he's playing, like, actual drums, synthesizer drums, basses, guitars, and, like, Damon is also playing a lot of guitars and a lot of synths and, and et cetera, et cetera. That Simeon Disco guy is, like, a real secret weapon on here, though. I think he really contributed a lot to the project. How about those fucking crazy ass drums he plays on Magic City? Like that dude's. A, oh my a god, Magic City might have been my favorite song on the record. Real good, uh, real good, and just a a perfect like climax towards the end before like Fireflies and One Percent carries you towards like the finale. Definitely. I, I okay. So so there are like three big guest appearances that are that are kind of secrets on the record. So I guess I'll take you through those ones. Yeah, I, I'm in, interested in hearing that. So, obviously, we already knew George Benson on Humility, we already knew Snoop and Jamie Principal on Hollywood, right, but then, right. so, so also on Hollywood, you got Carl Vandenbosch playing additional uh, uh, percussion. He's been a member of the Gorillaz Live Band since Phase 3. Uh, That's cool. So he now joins the ranks of, I think, now Gabe and Mike Smith are the other members of, of that live band who played on a record, which is cool. I'd love to see Shea Adelaken show up on something in the future. That would be great, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll save the the most exciting one for for last. Uh, Junior Dan on Sorcerers. So uh, we kind of knew that Junior Dan had like showed up for some human sessions, but basically got cut off of the record. There was some confusion for a while that he might be on ticker tape, but it was eventually confirmed that like he recorded stuff for ticker tape and it wasn't used. Uh, oh, huh. So he wasn't. He didn't end up being on humans. He wasn't on humans, but he's here. Got he's it. here on the now now on Sorcerers, uh, credited and official, and then. Maybe maybe the the most uh, uh, the biggest surprise on the record. Well, you know, not that we know they're friends because he showed up before. But Graham Coxon's on Magic City, which is yeah, cool. it, it has a total blur vibe to it too. It really does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, a couple of these songs have some real blur moments on them. There, there, there's there's a few moments on here where I kind of feel like maybe we've left the Gorillas vibe and ended up in a different Damon project, like. I I don't know if you got this, but Idaho has some very good Bad Queen vibes to me, for example. I'll definitely listen for that next time, but yeah, I could see that being a thing. I, I'm excited to dive back in. I, I just don't have the same kind of post-Gorillas first listen excitement that I had with you. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very excited just to have another 
piece of Gorilla's canon to dig into, you know? And I, I like what this album turned out being. Like, can I talk for a minute about how, like, I see it as a kind of sequel to The Fall almost? Yeah, of course. Go for it. So, like, in our episode about The Fall, I talked a lot about Joseph Campbell's archetypical hero's journey. Yeah. And how recording that album while on tour... Uh, while promoting Plastic Beach, found Damon moving through many of its steps uh, and facing like something dark inside himself, and ultimately coming out the other end, having like learned something important uh, in the process. I think like a lot of people are gonna be tempted to compare the now now to the fall because they're both albums that came out like hot on the heels of the previous release. And in lore, they're both kind of 2D efforts. Definitely. Obviously. So, you know, you want to like, see more of Damon in them than usual. And it's easy to do so here, considering he's really front and center for the first time in a while. So I think a lot of people are going to compare them, but this feels like a very different album because, like, uh, well, The Fall is the sound of like a musician going on a journey. This, this one sounds like it's an album by a musician that's already been on that journey. Right. And that he's like, he's ready to use what he's learned in order to express himself in a way that he wasn't able to before. And this feels like a really like expressive and confident and reflective album. It definitely feels really vibey, really mood setting. It's not as flashy as like, cause here's the thing, Trevor, the enemy of every Gorillaz album is your expectations from all previous Gorillaz albums. That's like, that's become abundantly clear over the last, you know, almost 18 years that that this uh, group has existed. But yeah, I think that the other way, of course, where it's quite different from the fall is that he came back from tour with, with those immediate sketches, but then he sat down with another dude and like they worked together and they like grew those sketches and it turned into something different. And I really do think that you feel a certain like language or chemistry that seems to have developed between Damon and James Ford. Like for all intents and purposes, it's a two man band at this point. It's, it's their record a little bit. Yep. So I'm very interested to go back and start to kind of like listen for those hooks, listen for those moments where, where James's instrumentation is kind of, front and center and, and start to get a feel for the James Fordian gorillas and, and, you know, accept it, love it, understand it as a, as a new gorillas album. I just definitely felt like disappointment isn't even the right word. It just, it just, it just had less like kind of explosive moments on it than, than previous gorillas records that I'm sort of more accustomed to. I can get that. And, you know, I think it will warm up to you as a more restrained gorilla's experience, too. Well, I'm, I'm about to spend like three days <laughs> doing nothing but listening to this album. My first impression <laughs> is that I'm a big fan. I think Damon has totally done it again. I don't like it quite as much as humans, but it's a great follow up. I'm uh, my 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 first reaction is uh, is it's it's a really, really fleshed out, studious, interesting piece of work. And I need to spend more time with it. All right, well, why don't you go do that? Okay, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take more cold medicine, because I'm dying, Trevor. Well, stay alive for when we do the entire track-by-track review in just a couple days. I will say this, okay? This was the Gorillaz album that I didn't necessarily need. Like, I wasn't... I didn't know that I needed a, a, another 2D solo album, or one, like, this this close after the last one. And in, and then I, I came in and I had a pretty good time with it. So in that sense, it is sort of the the solo A Star Wars Story of Gorillaz album. A little bit. 
Good teaser for our movie night. Oh, my laugh is awful when I have a respiratory infection. It hurts so bad, dude. Okay. All right. Well, go get some rest. I'm going to make some tea with lemon and honey, and I'm going to put the, the tune back on. Let me ask you something. What about Hollywood, though? What about Hollywood? It feels... I don't know. It don't doesn't. Know. It doesn't feel... I like Hollywood, but Me too. it doesn't feel like the explosive single that I felt like was built up to since like we first heard about it on our live episode, like a year ago. It feels pretty phase four to me. Like it feels like it could have, if it had shown up the way that sleeping powder did, uh, in the middle of the tour, like with a little video, it would have, it would have been made a lot of sense and been a lot of fun. Here it feels almost a little bit out of step with what's going on on the rest of the record to me. I, I, I wouldn't go I wouldn't agree with that, but I do think it does sound pretty phase four, maybe just because of the guests. Maybe so. But I don't know. I think it is a good song. I like where it is on the album, and I don't know, I'm not complaining about it, but it's not a lock for top three on me, like for sure. Sure. I didn't wrap my head around the sequencing at all on this first listen, so that's that's something I'm hoping I'll I'll kind of I think it works really well. I mean it kind of all leads into uh Idaho. And then Lake Zurich takes you out of it. Magic City is a big peak. And then Fireflies and 1% are kind of like the, like, almost like the Hallelujah Money and Cloud of Unknowing of the record, I think. It does seem to be very hourglass shaped in that way, where there's kind of like, it sort of, it sort of tapers into a, a thin point, then grows back out and maybe tapers in again at the end. I'll have to, we'll see, we'll see. I think it works surprisingly well for a 40 minute 11 track album. I haven't seen any, I haven't looked in, into any of the, the fan reactions, so I don't know how in or out of step we are. I know with humans, people were like, these, these fucking sycophants. <laughs> here's what I want to say about, here's, here's what I want to say about uh, fan reaction. I, I've noticed that it seems to be a bit better than the fan reaction to humans. And I think that makes a lot of sense because it has a lot of the things that people wanted in humans and didn't get. Yeah, you got what you wanted. What I really hope more than anything is that now all those humans detractors kind of go back and revisit humans. Now, maybe that they have enough of what they want, they can like, they might be willing to reapproach it with more oh, that'd be great. Yeah. forgiveness in their heart, you know? I have no idea what the what the general reaction is going to be to this, because to me it feels like it's a little bit more challenging than a lot of Gorillaz records are. Not, not for me. I think this is a real crowd pleaser. I think a lot of people are going to like this. There's definitely a lot of stuff on here I'm excited to see live with that band. Totally. Yep. I'm excited to go watch that Boiler Room performance. I think that's still Fuck up, right? Yeah, this weekend that'll be super fun to do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, okay. The now now is the right now right now. So uh, I hope you guys are are all having a lot of fun. Who knows when the next Gorillaz album could happen? Right now we're a little chip rich with with uh, with Gorillaz albums, but it could turn. It could turn on the on the flip of a dime. Maybe the last scene of, of Denholm Hewlett's uh, documentary will be uh, Jamie and Damon breaking up again. So who knows? Let's enjoy it while we've got it, folks. The Gorillas are here. Right, and we'll see you in a couple days with our full review of the album. But until then, then, I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. Don't get lost in heaven. Demo! I don't think that this album is full of demos the way that I do the fall. Right. <laughs> oh.